Because of this, the way that Delia structured it is 55% bonds, US, 30% US stocks, and then 15% hard assets, which is gold plus commodities. Commodities include natural gas, oil. In this context, we take which asset is going to best perform under each economic environment. So let's talk about what actually does well in what scenario to give you great returns that are positive regardless of economic condition. You are listening to The Isaac Velez Show, the best podcast for Mavericks, rare breeds of thinkers and doers characterized by a relentless pursuit of excellence and an unquenchable thirst for innovation. I'm your host, Isaac, a performance coach, and our show is a masterclass of achieving holistic success, deeply rooted in stoicism and essentialism. If that sounds interesting, stay tuned for today's episode and welcome to The Isaac Velez Show. Welcome everyone to today's episode on the Isaac Velez show. I am excited to get right into today's episode. Today, we're going to be talking about the all weather investor, how you can build out your own portfolio of an all weather investment strategy. So if you do not know, we are building out Velez investment group, which is going to be a premier investment group taking high net worth individuals, institutions and businesses to the next level using modern software, modern risk performance and technology to give you great returns that are positive regardless of economic condition. Our strategy is based off the all weather model. We have our own system with respective portions, which are on the website, but today we're going to cover not in an investment capacity. So this is not going to be financial advice, but it will be based off Currently high-performing models based off probably the best one who's done it, which is Ray Dalio. And we're going to walk through it. I'm going to explain to you some of the reasoning behind it, try to clarify how it makes sense, as well as how you could apply it to your own portfolio or link into someone like us who can do that with you. So let's talk about the all-weather. So here we're going to go through some of my notes and we're going to go straight into what it's going to be more of a technical episode because I really want to make sure we're doing the value and you can honestly listen to this as much as you need to, to actually take away what we're talking about. Okay. So the all weather portfolio that we base ourselves off is created by Ray Dalio. Ray Dalio is used to be the CIO, chief investment officer of Bridgewater Associates, one of the largest hedge funds in the world, which manages about 150 billion in assets. And they're known for their analysis and economic cycles as one of the top global macro hedge funds on earth. Global is going to mean different markets, not just U.S. and domestic, but that includes markets like China's market, Europe, European markets, those those kinds of markets. Right. We're talking about a global scale. And then macro is just big picture. Right. So GDPs is more of a macro thing. So we're looking at the bigger economy of things. Right. The overall supply and demand. We're not just looking at smaller things. Okay. So the, the purpose of this portfolio is to perform well under different and all economic circumstances. Because of this, the way that Delia structured it is 55% bonds, US, 30% US stocks, and then 15% hard assets, which is gold plus commodities. Commodities include natural gas, oil, energy. That's commodities. Okay. So again, we're looking at mostly US stuff. And so the bonds are also split up. So here's another model that's been generated based on Ray Dalio. And this isn't current, but this is just an idea. 
So again, not financial advice. I'm going to give you guys some actual names, though, so that way you guys kind of know what's going on. I'm going to go over the symbols as well, so you guys can actually look at something that has been shown through Dalio. TLT, long-term U.S. bonds, target weight, 40%. SPY, U.S. stocks, 30%. IEF, intermediate U.S. bonds, 15%. GLD, gold, 7.5%. DBC, commodities, 7.5%. So why this mix of assets? Delio highlighted this for economic environments model. Rising rising prices, inflation. Falling prices, deflation. Rising growth, bull market. Falling growth, bear market. And again, for those that don't have as much as a financial background, let me walk through some of this. Bonds is like buying debt. Okay, so long-term bonds is buying debt that won't be owed to you for a while, higher possible upside and less volatility. Intermediate is more of a short-term thing, and that means the debt is owed sooner. Stocks is buying shares, right? Equity in companies. You own a piece of the company, so if the company makes more money, the stock goes up. Gold, pretty self-explanatory. Precious metals, which has been known to hedge against economic inflation because it holds its value. And commodities, similar thing to gold, but it's not all eggs in one basket, diversification. Now, inflation, again, is, you know, prices of things goes up, so your buying power goes down. So if you have 100 bucks and it costs, a meal costs 5 bucks, you know, your buying power is still going to be pretty good. But if inflation goes up by a lot and now a meal costs $10, you still have the same $100. But instead of being able to buy 20 meals with that $100, you can only buy 10 so your buying power went down. Inflation. Deflation is the opposite. The meal went from five to two. So instead of being able to buy 20 meals, you can buy 50 meals. Deflation is much less common and it's much more painful for the economy uh, or for the people because usually there's a lot of things that go on there. Inflation is a lot more easygoing, but it's more problematic when it pops. Rising growth. Stocks are going up, right? So the value of things is appreciating. That's the bull market. The reason it's called a bull market is again, bulls attack upwards. Um, that's growth. Falling growth, bear markets, bears are supposedly supposed to swipe down on you. So bears means going down. So bulls and bears market is another name for the stock market. And so that's what um, Dalio's used in this thing. So we have a little matrix. So we have rising growth and we also have, you know, rising prices. And then we also have falling growth and falling prices. So in this context, we take which asset is going to best perform under each economic environment. So let's talk about what actually does well in what scenario. During periods of rising prices, commodities and gold tend to do well. And during periods of falling prices, bonds tend to do well. During periods of rising growth, stocks tend to do well. And during periods of falling growth, bonds tend to do well. So let's fill out the matrix. If you have rising growth, stocks. If you have falling growth, bonds. If you have rising inflation, commodities and golds. If you have falling inflation, bonds. In other words, bonds, if growth or inflation is going down, or stocks, if growth is going up, or if inflation is going up, gold and commodities, because it holds value and it's going to appreciate as the buying power of the dollar goes down. So now you can see why the all-weather portfolio has a higher allocation of bonds than stocks. 
or commodities because it's in more of the matrices than just one grid. So this is also an oversimplification, of course, but it gets to the core idea behind the portfolio because each asset performs differently depending on the macroeconomic environments. So the allocation is going to reflect this. And so let's go into the story again. So again, like I mentioned, it was founded by in by Ray Dalio. It was founded in 1975. So the story behind it is about three decades in the making. And so Dalio wanted to understand how assets performing perform following economic surprises, since asset prices are determined by market participants' expectations of the future. The only thing that could cause a major fluctuation would be something unexpected. Example, a surprise. And so in 1996, they created the All-Weather Fund, which uh, was used to house the trust assets of Bridgewater's All-Weather Fund. And that eventually grew to $46 billion in assets by 2011. Here's what Bridgewater states in the All-Weather story. Market participants may be surprised by inflation shifts or a growth burst and all weather would chug along, providing attractive, relatively stable returns. The strategy was and is passive. In other words, this was the best portfolio Ray and his close associates could build without any requirement to predict future conditions. That was the key idea behind the weather. Find something that works no matter what the future holds. And so how has it performed? Let's look. Since February of 2006, the all-weather portfolio has compounded at a rate of 6% a year, slightly less than the traditional 60-40 U.S. stock bond portfolio and the S&P. But the upside of this is the drawdowns are much, much less in this thing. So while your upside is limited, so in other words, you're not, you might not make the average of 8% that the S&P has, averaged over that same period of time take this in 2008 with the great financial crisis the all-weather portfolio declined less than half as much as the traditional portfolio during covid the same thing it barely declined even close to the rate of what happened to the major stocks during that time so again what we're talking about here is that it has higher it has limited upside to perform as well but it has limited downsides. And so what we've also done with our own portfolios, we've adjusted higher for stocks since we do want to capture more growth in higher companies that sustain recessions, but it's been a great hedge against the downside and stuff like that. And so if we look at going back to 73, environments that have been less high growth, you know, with the tech, bu the tech bubble, as well as, I mean, we had the housing market and with COVID, we also had another bubble as well. It has done better if you adjust for inflation because in the 70s we had a lot of inflation going on and so let's talk about who and who should not invest in this kind of portfolio before we kind of recap today's episode if you want high growth and you have a long timeline this might not be the best option for you not that it isn't a good one but maybe not the best one and those who obsessively look at the performance of their individual positions, right? So if you want high growth, portfolios with higher weight in equities, in other words, stocks, tend to perform over the long run a little bit higher, okay? So who shouldn't get into this? If you're very emotional, 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 not emotional, if you're emotional about losing money, or if you want a simple and easy way to preserve their capital with decent growth. 
In other words, you're not the person that wants to leave their money under the mattress because you know that doesn't do anything there. But at the same time, you want to know that that money is going to be consistent, it's going to be steady, and you don't want any major shocks along the way. In other words, there's elements to where you can build out a replica of the all-weather portfolio and have a similar outcome, or you can also adjust it. For example, we've adjusted to account for more stocks and equities because we want to capture more growth of companies and we don't need to limit so much our downside with bonds. And that's worked for us. So what you have to understand is you kind of have to assess what we call adjusting your risk parameters. How risk adverse or risk loving are you? Are you willing to take a lot of risk? Can you afford losing 40% in the position and holding it out? Can you afford a 40% loss realized? These are the kinds of questions you ask yourself. And so whether you choose to work with an advisor or put your money into a fund for someone else to invest or even invest on your own, ask yourself these questions and they'll better help you understand of what your risk is like. There's a lot of options nowadays. You can invest for yourself. You can have a person invest for you. You can have a fund where you invest into the fund. Or you can even have a robo-advisor where you have computer algorithms that use your risk tolerance and they create a portfolio based on that just for you. So there's a lot of options. Here's one of them. Becoming an all-weather investor isn't necessarily about replicating this model, but creating something that's going to work regardless of the future economic conditions that will come to pass. I hope this has been informative. I know it's slightly different than what we usually do, but since you guys have been asking a lot about what we do on the investment side, I wanted to live a little more insight before we get more into it about the all-weather strategy as a whole. So I hope this has been helpful. I will see you all in the next episode. Let's close it out right. Veni, Vidi, Vici, I came, I saw, I conquered. That concludes today's episode on The Isaac Velez Show. If you enjoyed this episode and it provided you with value, we appreciate it if you would leave a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and share this episode with one person. We are grateful for all the support that you provide. And if you are serious about improving your life, check out our coaching at www.isaacantoniovelez.com. Until next time, that's it for today's episode.